Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, the NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks, welcome into the Orange or Brown Report podcast. I'm your host, Jared Mueller. Get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller, and you can get a hold of my next guest, uh, Stephen Thomas, there as well. Uh, I'll, I'll cut your intro for that I normally do because I kept adding things, so we'll just start it with your name. Stephen, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm 10 and 4. How are you doing, Jared? <laughs> I'm 10 and 4, good buddy. I am 10 and 4, good buddy. Uh, so... Again, last night, Sunday Night Football, listen, I'll just tell you, Old Man River over here doesn't really like these these late-night games. Going to have to move out west with you at some point in time if the Browns continue to be awesome and play all these night games. But the Browns beat the New York Giants 20-6 to and kind of a humdrumming of the team. But what are your thoughts on the Browns' win last night against the New York Giants? Yeah, uh, pretty much the, the same thing. The, the article I put out, the game review I put out today on the OBR um, basically said – uh, what we've all been talking about on Twitter, and I'm sure that the local radio has been doing as well. Yeah, it wasn't thrilling. It wasn't, you know, highlight plays all over the place. It wasn't exciting. But you know what? Uh, it, it's a W, and that's exactly what they needed to do. It's nice that we have a team that has the cohesiveness, talent, uh, and anything else you want to throw in there to win a game like this, to go in when – you know, uh, they didn't have their fastball, really. I mean, they came out kind of flat and and really didn't play with a ton of emotion um, and were kind of on their heels for most of the first quarter, uh, but still won a game easily. I mean, you know, it wasn't we weren't sweating at the end. It wasn't really a thrill ride. It wasn't down to the wire. They just went in. They said, okay, uh, you know, we're not going to be you know, hitting 85-yard uh, bombs today. Uh, we're going to put together two 95-yard drives at eight minutes a pop, and that's how we're going to win? Okay, that's the job today. Let's get the job done. It was very businesslike. It was very workmanlike. And they haven't had the squad to win a game like that in I don't know how long. So just as you and I talked about last week, showed a step forward in their mental makeup in that they did not back down. Uh, when the Ravens hit him in the mouth a bunch of times uh, on Monday night, and that was tremendous to see. This showed another step forward in their mental makeup and culture and whatever other word you want to use in that they were like, okay, uh, we're going to go do these six things over and over and over and over and over because they can't stop them, and that's going to win the game for it. And that's all that matters. We want, we want to win. And then they went out and did it. And it was, it was nice to have a W under our belt, without a heart attack coming along <laughs> with it. I mean, it really was, especially at our age. Yeah, I mean, I definitely slept better this week than I did last week. Uh, the win wasn't it. It was, um, you know, it was everything 
it was just how it went, right? Like everything about how it went was just so much smoother, so much more comfortable. And that's one of the things I talked about yesterday is the Browns really controlled that game, right? And that's really the difference is you just feel like that was the Browns game and they're they're just doing exactly whatever they want to do. Not whatever they want to do. I don't mean that in the as as extreme as that statement was, but it was really nice to see them just like, all right, we got this. We're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this, and we're gonna be off into the races. And I think that really is the difference in this Cleveland Browns team. Is I don't think after the first quarter we had any concern that the Giants were gonna win that game. No, uh-uh. and uh, you're talking about how um, they just went out and did what they uh, they needed to do, and it was never nerve-wracking. I think, and, and you hate to keep going to these cliches, but that all exudes out from Baker Mayfield. I was texting with Jake Burns during the game, and even in the beginning when the Giants were you know, in the red zone seemingly the whole first quarter, um, he came out, and it wasn't like you know, fiery, rah-rah Baker uh, that we've seen, you know, uh, running down the field, windmilling his arms. He was just like, he was just very calm and focused. And you never felt like, even when they did, and they did more frequently than you'd think, get behind the sticks for a play or two. I never, anyway, thought, oh, gosh, you know, second and 13. For 10 years, second and 13 was, okay, if we get lucky and don't turn it over, we can, maybe we can get off a good punt. I mean, it was just over in my mind. And now I'm like, all right, maybe they'll hold us to a third, but we're probably going to convert here on second down. I mean, even that, that sequence down near the goal line at the end of, I think it was the second long drive, um, but I could be wrong on that, where it was, it was first and goal at the, at the three, and then they got the penalty and the sack, and it was second and goal, or first and goal from the 21. And he hit the 18-yard pass, and they were back down at the three-second goal. And then there was a false start penalty. So then it was back to the eight. In, again, in years past, you'd have been like, oh, my God. Well, you had the clipping penalty as well. Exactly, exactly. It just kept coming. But there was never a time me watching, and from the way they were executing out there, there was never a doubt in their mind that that ball was going over the goal line. I mean, it never even entered anybody's mind to just right. run, it, run it three times and kick the field goal. They, you can... You can get in our way. You can trip us. You can do whatever you want. But hey, guess what, Giants? Here's we're coming. We know you can't stop us. You know you can't stop us. So let's just do this thing, and then we'll all go home at the end of the night. It yeah, was it was very working. Yeah, it's very crazy. First and twenty-one, and we were all like, "All right, let's see how they score." <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's strange. I wrote it in my article today last week against the Ravens. Uh, wild, exciting roller coaster, and coming up short at the end and being angry. That we know how to handle. I mean, we've got, we got right. plenty of experience at that. We know what to do after a game like that. After last night, everybody was like, um, okay, what do we do now? They won. Like, and we go to take a nap? Like, how does this work? Like, we don't even have to be, like, drinky-drink. And- exactly. <laughs> but, it, but it was a great it's, – it's a, it's a super fun change. Uh, and let's hope they uh, keep it up for at least a couple more weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think me and Jake texting during the game would turn out too well as we would overanalyze way too many things together. So we'll we'll keep that for, for the Slack channel. Um, before we get on to just kind of talking about where the Browns are and where they're about to go, talk to you about Indeed. 2020 is almost over. It's already reshaped how we work. 
Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And I think I say BlueWire really weird every time that I say that read, so I apologize to everyone, including Stephen, who has to hear that from me. Uh, so, Stephen, now we look. the It's not truly a magic number, kind of like baseball is, um, but the Browns' magic number is really two, right? So, two Browns wins, a Browns win, and a loss by basically three other teams, and the Browns are in the playoffs, so they can clinch uh, in Week 16. Again, a win and a loss by any three teams. Uh, tonight, by the way, a little behind the scenes, Stephen and I are recording this on Monday night. It's going to be published on Tuesday. Stephen doesn't get up at 3 in the morning on his time for that 6 o'clock club. So Steelers game hasn't ended yet, but I can assume we're going to say that the Steelers beat the Bengals on Monday night football. So the AFC North is out of reach. We're just going to assume that one. If it's not, y'all, y'all know what we were doing here. Um, so what are your thoughts? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you scared? as the Browns' magic number seems to be at two. Yeah, uh, fired up, not nervous or scared at all, um, to be perfectly honest with you. And that's, again, this team just exudes the confidence and the OIC in me. Although it will never, ever truly all the way go away, um, it's been tamped down the past couple of weeks. Everybody was nervous about the uh, the Giants all week. Oh, trap game. And I was like, what is wrong with you guys? They're going to win this game going away. Um, but, yeah, if... And let's hope that this is dated, like you just said. Let's hope Cincinnati pulls off a miracle and we're still talking about trying to snag the, the, the AFC North. But, you know, uh, assuming that you know, the planets are all in alignment and that doesn't happen, yeah, I think it's Colts, Ravens, or Dolphins. Any one of the three, loss or tie, plus a Browns win, clinches at least a spot in the playoffs. So uh, by 4 p.m., Sunday, they could, it, it, this all could be over. The drought could have ended. Uh, the big one, uh, the early one, of course, Saturday night, um, the Dolphins go to uh, Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, and I'm hoping they have a, a trip to Las Vegas like I normally have, where, you know, you're, the, whole, the whole flight back, you sit there mumbling to yourself, going, what the hell just happened? That's, <laughs> that's what I want them to have in Vegas. Uh, Do you want their playoff hopes to stay in Vegas? Yes, yes. I want them to be, you know, looking uh, for their, their – these aren't my pants and these aren't our playoff hopes. I want everything to stay there uh, when they come back. That would be the simplest thing. Um, but the other two games are also early games. Uh, on or At least right now they're scheduled to be early kicks on Sunday. So by 4 p.m. Uh, or, you know, the end of the early kicks uh, on Sunday, this could potentially all be over, which would be fantastic. I, I – 
you never know. I mean, obviously, that's why they play the games. And if Quinnen Williams is playing and Nick Harris has to go up against him, that will make it slightly more difficult. That will certainly alter the game plan uh, and everything. But um, I really, I would be stunned if they don't come out of New Jersey with another victory. So now it's just a matter of getting one of those teams to lose once in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, even when you put the, the Cleveland factor into it, it seems highly unlikely that they'll all win out. Uh, at least it does to me. So, no, not nervous, not scared, just just looking forward to meaningful January football for the Cleveland Browns. Absolutely. And listen, if, if uh, Quentin Williams is in and Nick Harris is that right guard, I'm taking Annie Janovich and I'm putting him right between Nick Harris and Jack Conklin. Sure. Uh, that's where he's going to be, and every once in a while he's going to be right next to Baker Mayfield between J.C. Treader and Nick Harris. And I'm just going to have two person become one offensive lineman, and they just work in you know concert together the whole time. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting. Um, I'm going to probably repost and switch and add some stuff. I did a story earlier in this year asking the question about what is success, right? And so I came up really with three answers, three possible answers. And the first was that Baker Mayfield proved to us that he was a franchise quarterback. And at some level, really, it was just getting an answer. Like anything in the middle would have been really frustrating where we're like, right. maybe, uh, I'm not sure, or let him blow up or blow it out of the park. And he's blown it out of the park. So that that one, I'm, I feel like I'm ready to check off. Success for the Browns season. Baker Mayfield is the franchise quarterback. I am so close to putting that in pen check um, that I'm, it's just the Browns history and me that's holding that up. The second thing was the record, right? Um, you know, having a winning record, having a good record, double-digit wins, whatever the number was, 9, 10, 11 wins, that for me was going to be a successful season um, because making the playoffs is is really at some level out of your control, right? A 10-win season, an 11-win season, a 12-win season, those are great seasons and are like 98% of the time going to make the playoffs. There can be a rare season like this year where there's going to be seven playoff teams and possibly a 10-win team that doesn't make the playoffs in the AFC, right? So that's going to happen. But <clears throat> the three things were Baker – Good record, winning record, 10 wins, and making the playoffs. Well, they got the 10 wins, and the playoffs are right around the corner, and that's – I can't believe it's possible that all three ways I thought this season could be successful, they might check off all three of them. Like, that's <laughs> just crazy. Like, I was – you know, I'm the realist that tends to be an optimist and was like, hey, folks, if, they, if they're if 9-7 and seven but just barely missed the playoffs, like, that's still a good season. Right. Like, that's what I was shooting for there, and I'm like, oh, you get them all? Sweet. Way to overachieve, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I remember when I put my preseason 10-6 and six and a wild card prediction in there, I got some, you know, uh, oh, my God, you're wildly overshooting. Because if you remember back in August, everybody – there, the vast majority of people were saying eight and eight is the ceiling, you know. That's and that's if everything goes perfect, and you know, and I, I I saw it differently, and we had that discussion about you know how much they were held back last year by you know no cohesiveness in the locker room and everything else that we now know happened last year. Um, and boy, have they righted the ship on that, and the results and uh, have just flowed out. Like you said, they're going to check off. 
at least two of those, I think. Um, it's still a fairly small sample size for Baker. Um, I never wavered. I always thought he could be the guy. Uh, but, you know, I understand that there are people that still want to see just a little bit more and see him do it a few more weeks and do it against high competition and all that kind of stuff. And I get that, and that's totally fair. Uh, before, like you said, you put it in pen uh, rather than pencil. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, I said when they got to 9-3, and three, we had this discussion after uh, the Titans mm-hmm. win. Any, anything short of the playoffs would be disappointing. But at this point, I think I'm going to retract that. If by some fluke... You know they're ten and six or eleven and five and don't get in. I, it's going to be disappointing from the fact that they didn't get in, but it's not going to be a disappointing season at that point. Not at it's, all. It's, at this point, if they if they lose out and somehow miss the playoffs, uh, then you know it still was a good. It's still when you look at all the injuries, especially on defense and everything else, and uh, you know training camp and yada yada yada. How can you not be happy w- with what they've accomplished? It'll suck in the moment, of course it will, but. It, overall, when you look back in a month and have had some time, it would it would still be, okay, that was a really good first step. Now let's take the next step. And just for anybody out there listening, because I've seen people arguing about it, uh, how there's so much unhappiness in Brown's Twitter after getting to 10-4 and four is beyond me. But, yes, there's a chance they could go 11-5 and five and get left out. It's unlikely, but it can happen. But the flip side of that is there's a chance they could go 10-6 and six and still get in. It's unlikely. Yep. But both of those are possible. So, you know, if you want to wring your hands and get all nervous and and panic about it, I'm not going to be with you. If you want to discuss, yeah, it's still possible. That's a different story. But there's a lot of people uh, putting on their Randy Quaid in Major League Two-Face today. And it's just, it's annoying, to be quite honest. Let's, Let's savor another win. Let's savor a tremendous offensive performance. Uh, one of the best quarterback performances in Browns history, I've seen six or seven different metrics, measuring metrics today that have said that that, that last night uh, fits into that category, and, and just look forward to the fact that it's almost Christmas and we have three separate scenarios in which the Browns clinch before the final week of the season. I, I don't understand how people can't be happy with that. It's been a great ride thus far. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting, now that we talk through this a little bit, the Browns are in a place where they might rest their starters in week 17. Like, I don't know why I have this weird feeling and my smile just got really big and I, like, giggled a little bit. But are you kidding me? Like, the Browns might be in a position to rest. Yeah. I don't know how to comprehend that. And to be honest, I was thinking about it earlier. Like, there are so many details in the NFL and in sports in general that you and I know about the draft that, that are – pointless at this point in time, at least for the Browns right now. Um, but there are a lot of details like, hey, if the Browns win in the – do they re-see – who gets who gets the home field advantage right. of the two – like all of those details I have no flipping clue about because it never mattered. <laughs> it was just like I'm going to watch games. That's all I cared about in the playoffs. Like it's crazy to think, you know, all of that. And, you know, Baker Mayfield, uh, sophomore slump with a terrible coaching staff, is now on his third year and, and really showing a lot. So uh, really exciting there. So um, when I when we look through it, obviously there's some crazy scenarios, including uh, if the Steelers get beat by the Bengals last night, <laughs> wink, wink, yeah, right, uh, in just a couple hours, Um that, that the Browns could actually be facing someone like the Dolphins or some of those kind of teams. But the reality is, is most likely the Browns will be facing the division winners, either the Bills, 
the Steelers, the Colts, or the Titans. Now, the Browns have faced three of those teams. They have the Steelers again coming up. When you just look at those three teams, or four teams, sorry, is there a team that, you know, if you had to rank them or a team that you're like, yes, this is the one team I'd want them to play? You know, what are your thoughts on these four possible playoff opponents? No, not, there's nobody, you know, you know, we want Bama uh, type thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're all good teams. You know, otherwise they wouldn't be hosting a playoff game. So no matter which one it is, it's going to be a tough ask to go into somebody else's yard and come away with a win, even if they're going into Tennessee where they've already won. We're not going to surprise them again. You know, they're going to be ready this time. So any one of them is going to be a tough ask. Um, the Steelers, I mean, from an emotion standpoint, you'd love to go in there and win. Uh, but this is they've struggled. They've been scuffling. They're not... But they're still basically the same team that came out of the gate 11-0. and They still have the same guys, and they've played in January. Ben knows how to win in January. He's not Ben from eight years ago, uh, but he's still Ben. He's been there. We have not. It's a different stage. So I, I don't right. know. And they I, played like four games in 20 days. Like right. that, Their slide came coincided with like loony type of scheduling as well. Right. So unless, you know, uh, I mean, and this would go for probably any of them, but, you know, Ben gets, you know, his elbow pops out again or something like that, and they're playing whoever is their backup this year. I don't even know who it is. Is it still the duck guy? I have no idea. But in that type of situation, then, of course, you want to go in and and play the backup quarterback. That's, you know, and that's not anybody in particular. That's just life in the NFL. You always want to play the backup quarterback. But if you had to pick, if I had to pick one, I probably would pick uh, going to Indianapolis. One, because we've already beat them once, and I think we match up well. And the NFL is all about matchups. And two, it's the only indoor stadium uh, of the group, and with the offense that we like to run, I think we've seen enough bad weather games and how it can alter things because everything has to be precise. It has to be precisely run, and I think that's. Easier is probably not the right word, but it's more efficient to get done in an indoor stadium when weather isn't a factor. Um, so if you if you, they would all be tough uh, uh, tough tickets, tough draws to go in and win. But if you, I had to pick one, I would say probably I would prefer to go to Indianapolis uh, just because I think we match up the best with them on paper. And also, they probably have the worst quarterback of all of those, right? Like. Unfortunately for Philip Rivers, his age, his weird delivery, like he's just not able to do the things that, that he's needed to do. By the way, uh, Rudolph the Red-Known Reindeer is the backup quarterback in Pittsburgh still with is Josh Wood, okay. according to ESPN, and Josh Dobbs, who I actually really liked coming out of Tennessee, I believe, um, is their third stringer. Yeah, I mean, I think when I look at those teams, yeah, definitely the Colts would be uh, the best. It was, it's was it been really interesting, Browns fans, with this – kind of error of, like, well, we've already beaten the Colts and Titans. Like, that matters. Like, that's the, yeah, we're going to beat them again. Like, <laughs> y'all, this wasn't 50 to nothing, and, you know, right. we took them to the woodshed. Like, those were tough games. Those are two really good teams. Like, yeah, the past performance, you get some, like, it gives you optimism, but the assumption that, oh, we beat them once, we'll beat them again, like, that is not how it works, y'all. Like, it does, I mean, it's worked against the Browns, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the Ravens and the Steelers and all that, but it just doesn't work that way. So, yeah, I think the Titans will probably be, you know, my number one, or the Colts, I'm sorry, uh, would be my number one with the Steelers, uh, probably number two in the Titans and then the Bills. 
Um, I will say one thing. Um, for those of you who don't know, I covered the Cleveland Cavaliers for years. Probably will get back into that at some point in time. And one of the things you're going to miss me with is championship or bust. Like, you're just going to miss me with that. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Is the goal to win a championship? Yes. Am I going to be disappointed if the Browns in the next five years don't win a championship? Sure. I'm going to be like, man, that would have been really nice. But you're not going to find me not enjoying the season, not appreciating what they've done, not appreciating mm-hmm. their talent, mm-hmm. their skill, the wins, the playoffs. Like, appreciate that crap, y'all. I watched too many Cavaliers fans not enjoy winning because all they thought was if you don't win a championship, it doesn't matter. And if that's all you care about in sports, listen, you miss me, and you're just wasting your flipping time. Enjoy the games, enjoy the quarters, enjoy all of it, and hope that the Browns have a chance in the next five to ten years to win one title. Just hope for that, right? So I don't know if you're on page on the same page with me or if I'm going to yell at you, Stephen, but miss me with championship or nothing kind of expectations. Absolutely. You know, I'm with you 100%, especially this year. Now, uh, it's, it's a different story depending on where you are in your build and where you are in your window. Like the Browns, aren't even, they weren't even supposed to be here this year. We, <laughs> they're not I mean, in their window. They're looking out their window, but they're exactly. not even in it. <laughs> the window, you know, by all accounts from people much smarter than you and I, uh, uh, potentially can open next season if they have another good offseason, and I think they will. So this is just gravy right here. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's <sighs> – if they get in the playoffs this year, that's a good first step. This year especially, when you look at – I mean, at the beginning of the season, before all of the injuries on defense, we were all saying, okay, this defense has more, way more questions than answers. And now a lot of those questions have their own questions, and then those questions have questions of their own. I mean, we've got – I mean, Tedrick Thompson played the other night. He's been with the team, what, nine minutes? Uh, it's it's crazy. And so when you think about going into the playoffs with this depleted defense that was thin to begin with and having that, if they don't hoist the Lombardi, I'm going to be pissed off mentality. Why? Why would you set yourself up for that kind of disappointment? I'm going to expect, you know, uh, hey, maybe they can squeeze one out. And if they get exceptionally lucky, maybe they can squeeze two out. But that's pretty much it. I, I just cannot see them going into Kansas City and, and taking out Patrick Mahomes, I, I, I just can't see it. Now, how I set myself up with that is I'm going to be happy, I'm going to enjoy myself, and if the miracle happens, I'm going to be tickled pink. So there's no downside to it. If you say, going into this playoff field with this team, the only way I'm going to be happy is if they're holding the trophy at the end of all of this, you're setting yourself up to be mad. And, I mean, I guess there's a lot of people out there that like being mad. We deal with them on Twitter every day. But <laughs> I'm with you. To me, it doesn't seem to make a, a whole heck of a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to be that way probably throughout the run. Like, yes, I'm going to be excited. Yes, I'm going to be hoping. All of that jazz. But in the end, uh, you know, I'm going to, I want to enjoy the game. I want to enjoy the process. I want to enjoy everything from A to Z as your Cleveland Browns start to improve. And I want to encourage all of you to enjoy that for yourself. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the wins. Don't be focused on, oh, well, they haven't beat anybody good. Well, they beat the Titans and the Colts. Like, they've done that already. 
focus on just enjoying it. I don't care who they beat. If they win, they win. They lose, they lose. Like, that's just how it works. And even inside of that, there's a lot of gray area as well. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Make sure you follow my guests. also, um, if I could just throw one more thing here. Like I said, it's different for different teams in different parts of their build. Like this year in particular, if you're the Saints or or the Chiefs and you don't come home with a trophy – then, yeah, you can be – I mean, I would still enjoy the ride, but you're like, God, that, we had a team to do it, and we came up short. Uh, you know, th- that's different, okay? The, the last year of Brady when he was with the Patriots, you know, I mean, they went all in. If you push all your chips into the middle for this season and you come up short, that's a whole different story. The Browns aren't there yet. The Browns, even next year, if they go into their window, probably won't be at that spot no. So at least another season, probably two, before you can say, all right, you know, this is it. They, they need to win it this year, you know. Uh, and so it's different for teams like uh, like Kansas City, like the like the New Orleans Saints, even the Packers. You want to throw them in there this year. That's because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is, what, almost 75 years old? However old he is. I mean, how much longer do you have? That sort of thing. The Steelers... I mean, when they were 11 and 0, you could have put them into that category. I think the cracks are beginning to show. But the point is, Ben's reaching the end of his time. They're reaching the end of their window with this particular group. That's a whole different ball game than what we're talking about here, with where the Cleveland Browns are on the ascending part of their window. So when we get there, if knock on wood we get there in a season or two or three, then we can talk about a different story. Then we can. You know, then it's the 2017 or the 2016 Cavs, and and you're like, okay, this is it. We got a shot. You know, this is it. So we got to take advantage of this window while we can, because those windows can close in an absolute heartbeat. But as for right now, I'm 100% with you. Let's have a good time, and however far this ride goes, that's how far it takes us. And just a little piece of information, if you're wondering when this is actually getting recorded. I uh, just saw a tweet, Juju Smith-Schuster is dancing on the Bengals logo, and then he spiked the football on it. So I hope the Bengals see that and just shut them up somehow, and the Browns uh, end up with the AFC North Championship and then knock out the Steelers or Ravens or somebody along the way. Uh, make sure you follow my guests at Browns Mock Draft. So Stephen Thomas at Browns Mock Draft. Um, Merry Christmas to you, Stephen. We will not talk probably, at least in this method before that. So I, I hope you have the best Christmas you possibly can have, brother. Same to you and your family and to everybody out there as well. And uh, in a year like this, enjoy your time uh, with your family and try to remember what's actually important here for this next few days. Absolutely. And then uh, also, if you're able, go to bet online. Sorry, I almost missed this read, so I'm going to knock it out. Football's back in full swing. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win the season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. Yep, that's BLUEWIRE. All one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, as always, please, even in this holiday season, I want to encourage please take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns.